0: Hello and welcome to the ArborPod Detective Dendro Series. Today's guest is Guy Meier in the case of the pestilent procession. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arboriculture. Coded and I had a blast in Beijing in 2008 after solving the case of the Lost Laurels, so we had to be in London for the Summer Olympics of 2012. We found lodgings at a bed and breakfast on the west side near the arboricultural meccas of Richmond Park, Kew Gardens, and Scient Park. At our first morning meal, I spread fig-onion marmalade on toast and looked at the empty chairs around the table. I asked the owner, Roberta Ramadi, how many rooms she had. Just the two, I'm afraid. Roberta told me. I'd like to convert that old stable building into three more rooms, but the old tree that shades it has a TPO on it, and the local TO seems to think that any development around it will mean its demise. Your Quercus robert tree's not doing that well. It has some sort of tip dieback going on in that underbrush, Kodit remarked. A TPO is another TLA for a disease? And is a TO the cure? Not quite, dear, Roberta smiled. The three-letter acronym stands for Tree Protection Order, and the TO is the Tree Officer who enforces it. She returned to the window, her sleek black hair swaying against the walnut skin of her shoulder, reflecting each ray of the morning sun. I wish someone could show the TO how my old oak can survive the construction. Without building empty, I just can't make ends meet. We'll do our best, I promise. Thanks for breakfast. Our first assignment is to inspect the roots, flare, and crown to identify the cause of the dieback. Relating to construction, if our specifications protect the roots from damage and soil compaction, then the TO is likely to agree to the development. Code it when you're finished. Please grab the gear and meet me at the drip line. A black cat scurried past the trunk, pursuing something in the tall weeds. We have to go in there? Coded moaned. Bad luck. Crossing that cat's path. I'll set a line and do the climbing. I'm going to be the Usain Bolt for footlocking when it's an Olympic event. All in good time, and in good dreams, I laughed. Remember, first we check the roots where the foundation is planned, then the flare, then the upper portions of the tree. PPE for this job will include hand and arm protection. We don't know what's lurking in those weeds. Kodak grumbled as he pulled on his gloves and tucked his long sleeves into them. We started at the drip line, clearing spots where we could insert the soil probe. Hand pulling the weeds and the root balls out provided much of the needed excavation around the root collar as we cleared the flare. Weeding is hard work, Kodak grumbled, wiping sweat and tossing an old mass of webs and twigs onto the brush pile. And don't get too intimate with this one. I pulled up a Eurydica dioca plant by its root. Here it's native, but in North America it's naturalized exotic. So you've seen it before. Felt it too, Coda grimaced. Stinging nettle's tiny, stiff hairs, mostly under the leaves, can break off in your skin and release irritating chemicals. This is excellent spider habitat, I noted. I've read that certain types of barbed bristles cover the dorsal and posterior surface of a tarantula's, or caterpillar's, abdomen. Tarantulas kick bristles off their abdomens toward their suspected attacker, or perhaps their prey. I've not seen any on this site. Just saying. Coda clapped his gloves together and glanced around. Really? I think I'll get a rake and hoe, he shivered, carefully backing out the way he came in. The rain has loosened the Earth's grip on these weeds, but the right tool makes a job easier. Remember, lift with your legs. The quadriceps are the biggest muscle group in the body. That way, your back won't get sore, and your face gets into less trouble. Codet rolled his eyes at this repeated reminder. Okay, boss man. I hope you won't get sore if I take a break to stretch and cool off. Just don't get any of those verticating hairs in your eyes. Sensitive handlers are advised to wear eye protection. More break time? (laughs) Only if you get your goggles. I shook my head as Codet rested under the adjacent tree. A lovely London plain. A few tufts of wispy seeds fluttered out of brown, ball-shaped achines, which contrasted nicely with the bright green foliage and the multicolored bark. When confronted by irritations, it seems best to stay calm and do nothing. I've had lots of practice with irritations. I eyed him over my shoulder. (laughs) Ha ha, funny. You are an expert at doing nothing. For sure. Coda jabbed the extension for the soil probe toward me while extending the tape measure. He studied the lay of the land and stroked his chin, deep in thought. You know, by bending the downspout in, the root zone under the third room will stay hydrated. Also, the contractor may be able to elevate another floor even more by building a fourth room up in the tree. I light your thinking, young man. Her voice came soft and low behind him, turning coated around like a marionette. The smell of lunch floated on the summer breeze from the kitchen. One curl of her finger and he followed her helplessly. A one-man procession afloat on Aroma. My appetite was for the tree task, applying the right clauses from British Standard 5837 on trees and construction, and adding a few twists from ANSI A300 Part 5. I was hoping to make good things happen for, and maybe with, the lady who made that fig-onion jam. The dieback was curious, mostly on new growth and scattered. That seemed to rule out fungal diseases, but without my binoculars, I could not see more. Drainage, fertility, companion plants, traffic patterns, pruning, all the jobs involved, along with the midday sun, put me in a mad dog's spin. I headed back to the house where I saw Codid groaning over the sink, a wet towel around his neck. Roberta walked in with a bottle and a tube in one hand. She gently pulled back the towel with the other, revealing an angry red rash covering Coded's face and neck. "'What's gotten into you, young man?' she mused. "'Wish I knew!' Coded smiled weakly as Roberta rubbed the salve. "'Nettles? plane tree balls? Spiders? Nah, it must have been that darn cat. You know, I'm allergic to dander, or maybe it was poison oak or ivy.' "'P.I. has one plant they do not have here. If you're the first to get it in the U.K., you'll be famous.' Coated blinked at me with red, watery eyes. Not a time for humor, I see. Luckily, Martin, our ride to the Olympics opening ceremony, is due here any minute. He's an experienced gardener, so maybe he'll know. The cold pack and cortisone salve toned down Codet's rash somewhat, but he was far from comfortable. Roberta's voice was mesmerizing. Close your eyes, breathe deep and long, and imagine yourself swinging in a hammock, swaying in a cool breeze. Codit's body slumped into the chair. Have more onion soup. That'll soothe your inside. Onion soup? I must be just in time. Martin strolled in, then he saw codet Dear lad! You got it bad. Got what, is the question, I remarked. (laughs) Stinging nettles are a possibility, but neither they nor plain seeds are irritating enough to cause a kind of reaction from secondary contact. Dendro said it could be tarantula spiders, and there was a black cat. Codditch shivered. (laughs) Tarantulas, yes, the Martian ones especially. Your leg was given a good pull there, I'll warrant. But there may be something to the cat theory, as in an abbreviation. Coded raised his hand. I've heard earth-moving machines are called caterpillars. After the brand name, could it be that the previous construction churned up some old asbestos? Or (laughs) you're getting warmer. Let's go outside where you're working and see if we can find the answer. Martin held the door open for us, and we walked through the yard. The answer is inside the crown, behind that dieback of new growth. Coded peered upward as he staggered toward the tree. Let's see. The cause is less likely to be fungal if it is randomly scattered around the crown. We see no webbing around the leaves, so it's not caterpillars or other larvae. Don't be too sure of that. Hello, what's this? Martin said, pushing a stick into the brush pile and gently lifting a mass of webbing that dripped small bits of debris. That's an old spider web I found. (laughs) I didn't see any spiders in it. Coded looked around carefully. Uh, Spiders don't build webs like this and not all caterpillars nest among leaves," Martin kindly explained. This is an old nest of Thaumatopea processionaria, oak processionary moth, OPM, an exploding pest problem in our region. It's a serious pest in Holland, whence it arrived on nursery stock. Strangely enough, trees are still being imported from that region. As an early-season defoliator, it's a critical tree health concern. The threat to humans is seldom serious, You've got it pretty bad, but it can cause unfortunate reactions. Next time, I'll know what it is and handle all unknown material from the other end of a handle. The burning is gone, but I still feel warmth. Coded had puppy eyes for Roberta as we said our goodbyes and headed for the car. So, what uh, other reactions do you mean, Martin? Early on, we heard very stern official warnings about how contact could be fatal. Fear had a chilling effect on management until it was calmed by knowledge. A few individual pets and livestock in Holland with repeated exposure in high doses did get put down. Humans got bad rash like yours, which lasts days or maybe weeks, but rarely is the reaction critical. Education, personal protection, and common sense go a long way, and that includes calming both emotional and public responses to perceived risk. We'll stop by Scion Park and see the current professional reaction. The actual risk to the oaks is still unacceptable, so we must mitigate it. Removal of the nest by pole or hand misses many eggs and releases the irritating hairs into the air and into the arborist. We first rented a vacuum cleaner that weighed four tons. It worked great, but had soil compaction and mobility and access issues. This one fits in the truck, so it's easy to run the hose up to the aerial lift. Martin pointed as he parked behind the yellow tape surrounding an aerial lift. He's extending the vacuum's wand out ten feet or so. Nice. I admired the deft handling of the wand aloft as the operator reached out to clean the next branch over. More efficient? Safer? ergonomic, And much less time, of which we've spent so much already. We have large populations of ancient oaks nearby. Unless we bring down the numbers and slow the spread, a catastrophe seems inevitable. Physical removal by vacuum, combined with timely and targeted sprays, appears to be the best strategy so far. A vast ecosystem, from raptors to red-listed beasties living in those hollows, relies on oaks for life. The perceived risk of collateral damage from pesticide is very high here, and the actual risk may be higher. Martin showed us the canister full of collected caterpillar debris and focused his binoculars on a branch. Look at the line. Indeed, a pestilent procession of pillars was wandering its way from the lunch table at the branch tip to the bedroom on the underside of a fork. With the colourful creatures cuddled in a writhing mass. Very social beings they are, coded observed. So the material collected in that canister, is it incinerated? Is there any return or of lost nutrients to the ecosystem? Yes and no, unfortunately, though burial seems reasonable. But we really should be going. We don't want to miss the opening ceremonies. The procession of so many athletes coming together will be amazing. The procession of so many caterpillars coming together was also a call to competition. Coded nodded grimly, buckling his seatbelt with a snap. It'll take an Olympic struggle to win that battle. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the ArborPod Detective Dendro series. You can earn CEUs for these podcasts. Just log in at the ISA store, click on online CEU quizzes, and find the Detective Dendro quizzes. Stay tuned for the next ones. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arboriculture.